did. You did a good job of it last week. Yeah. You did start with pronation nation and then you changed it to some wrestling extra. I was like, all right. No, I was, I was saying that that's pronation ah. nation. The audience is pronation ah. nation. All right. Hello, yeah. pronation nation. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if they're a hooker, though? Then, then, then they're supinating. Well, they get fucked. They're, they're, they're not welcome. <laughs> You gotta choose your people sometimes. <laughs> you gotta pick your side. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if they, you're, they wish they could pronate. Right. If, if they're hookers, they, if they try. Yeah, they yeah. wish. They yeah. just they just can't do it. No. Some people, you know, they're not ambidextrous like that. Well, there's some people. Not and, ambi turners. <laughs> Albi turners. <laughs> Albi turner and son. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to like. Only craft this way. Yeah, that's right. All their furniture yeah. turns in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> beveled, beveled, finished. That's right. Always curved. It's all, yeah, yeah. all of the sanding. Yeah. It's done like that. Yeah. yeah Great arm wrestlers. Yeah. Great top rollers. Mm. Terrible hookers. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the Double Biceps. It is a legal contractual engagement requirement every single time we appear on camera. Didn't read the contract. It was in the fine print. It is in there. If you would like your copy of the contract, please get in touch with us. We'll send it out to you happily. Uh, this is the Arm Wrestling Extra podcast. This is episode two. It's not the inaugural episode, but we'll call it the second inaugural episode for fun. Uh, <laughs> my, my co-host, co-founder, co-breather of air, co-enjoyment, uh, uh, wearer of clothing, the master of disaster, king of sting, uh, the one and only, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award is in fact Dave Stockbridge. Thank welcome. you very much. Thank you very much. Welcome I, to I, your I, own podcast. I, I, I feel welcome. <laughs> I feel uh, comfortable. Um, I, I really enjoyed that uh, introduction. Oh, good. Yeah, no, yeah. thank you. It was, uh, it was on the spot. It was all made up. Yeah, just right there and then. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Oh, good. So, uh, so Matthew, what's been going on in the world of arm wrestling this oh, week? I mean, big, big week in arm wrestling as always. That's right, absolutely. Mm. We did see the Arm Wars battle between uh, Ryan Blue Bowen and... Um, what, were you, what were your <laughs> thoughts uh, going into that particular bout? How did you feel that was going to play out? Because there was... Uh, a bit, of, a, a bit of build up and a bit of animosity in the in the lead up to uh, the event, mm. um, which stretched back to the last Arm Wars event, from what I understand. Mm. So, uh, uh, colour us in with a bit of background mm. on all of this, yeah. uh, Hollywood Mac. I, I, I do realise I just did say his name backwards. I said Stoiker Bogdan, it's actually Bogdan Stoiker, but mm. yes. Uh, <laughs> so Bogdan Stoiker, uh, a fantastic arm wrestler in his weight category. He's one of the best in the world. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, he had a match against. Australia's uh, Jordan Davis, who mm-hmm. flew all the way around the other side of the world to go on the Arm Wars show, mm. and uh, they had their battle. And uh, Bogdan Stoika uh, had an easy five to one victory there, and sort of trash talked his way through the match mm. uh, and became the villain in that world. He did a good job of it, and he definitely got people to pay attention. And uh, Neil Pickup, who uh, was running that show, and uh, you know, sort of the production side of things, really played up that element. Uh, unlike what they've done with Arm Wars, uh, with this productions, they're putting out sort of about half an hour episodes of these super matches. There's mm-hmm. six rounds, regardless of you know, some, some if you're four up, four zero up, obviously you, you've won, but they still pull the last two rounds anyway. Yeah, uh, but they have done a really good job with their productions, so. Uh, they are interviewing the combatants uh, prior to the match and you're sort of getting a bit of a history as to their styles and why they're here and especially guys that have come from international uh, waters to, to compete on arm wars. And then each round, 
you you see the actual round take place and then you get an interview with the combatants as well to find out you know what they were thinking what their strategy was how they're feeling uh which is really quite interesting because you do get a bit of an insight into what their strategy was going into each round and especially if somebody gets pinned very easily and then it's like <laughs> you know mm. Uh, their feelings like, oh, I'm, I just got blown out the water. I really need to adjust my game plan. Mm. Whereas the other person might be like, this guy's got nothing. Yeah. So uh, Bogdan really played up that villain role. Mm. And he, he did a lot of trash talking, not only in the, the little interview bits, but uh, in the actual uh, match as well. So yeah. uh, he painted himself quite well as the villain, which... Uh, you know, a 5-1 victory over Jordan. Well, he certainly caught the uh, the ire of uh, Jordan's mate, Ryan Bowen. Exactly. And uh, so, and Ryan got pretty fired up straight after that particular uh, bout. And um, uh, emotions were high mm-hmm. and retribution was uh, was discussed and um, and talked up in advance of, of the uh, of, of the competition. And... Um, where, where were you leaning leaning into that, uh, having having seen uh, the match uh, against Jordan, mm. um, and uh, and also uh, having recently pulled Ryan Bow on yourself? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think uh, Ryan and Jordan and Bogdan would yeah. destroy me no matter what I did. <laughs> Ryan especially did. Uh, yes, it's hard to put my my level of you know, it's like you know, kids versus your dad and saying which dad is better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in terms of uh, looking at match history leading into it, uh, Ryan Bowen had a match against uh, Coach Ray, uh, mm. which uh, everyone sort of thought was going to be really quite close. And mm. I think Ryan was was leading as the favourite in that match. Yeah, uh, He ended up losing, and I think it was to three. That surprised me. That was a real surprise loss from my perspective mm. coming into that. I thought that Ryan pretty much had that. Mm. Um uh, your read as well? Yeah, I, th- I thought he would be the favourite in that match for Does sure. Does this make us delusional as well <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it was uh, smart gamesmanship from Ray. I think he, he trained really hard for this match. He looked Not, bigger. He did. He mm. he, he was uh, on fire for, for that and, and really focused. And not saying that Ryan didn't, but it was just... Uh, I, I was expecting Ryan to have um, you know, a different sort of style or game plan going into it. Mm. But... Uh, Coach Ray was lightning fast, and that first round was over in a quarter of a second. Like yeah. it was go bank gun. Oh, uh, mm. wow! Yeah, it was just so quick. Uh, and, and Ryan seemed downsized, almost malnourished, leading into that. Like he'd, he'd really cut weight, mm. um, and uh, and yet Coach Ray, on the other hand, looked like he bulked up, yeah, um, significantly, um, yeah. and uh, and looked good instead of looking like a little bit soft and puffy. He mm. he looked hard and strong. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so I think they had the match at 90 kilos was mm. the agreed-upon weight. Yeah. So obviously Ryan, I think he was sitting around 96, 97 or something like that before mm. like leading it into the match. So, he, you know, he, he dieted down to get down to the 90 kilos. Mm. Uh, and Ray, being a shorter guy, you know, he was able to, uh, I guess, put on Fill out into his 90. Exactly. Yeah. So 90 was sort of top end for him, uh, whereas for Ryan it was like a, a diminished in a way, like you had to lose weight to get to that limit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's the game. And some you win, some you lose. It's, Indeed. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> and so what do you think changed for for Ryan in that uh, in, intervening few weeks leading into uh, into arm wars? Yeah, well, I mean, public opinion, <laughs> of course, everyone seems to love to hate Ryan <laughs> and every opportunity that they get, yep. uh, despite the fact that he's done so much for arm wrestling and is one of the major uh, reasons that arm wrestling has grown to the level that it is, and he's actually 
behind the sponsoring most of the arm wrestling channels that are actually out there. Uh, but yeah, he still continues to get hated <laughs> upon massively. And I guess, you know, it, it is the way of the internet that people like to see somebody fail and they want to see him fail. Um, I think also Ryan plays a pretty good heel he from does. time to time. So. He does. He will play into it and especially he did with the uh, the lock-on match. That was probably the most heelish that he went. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he went deep. He went deep. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I didn't know if that relationship was going to recover but <laughs> yeah. same things were fine 15 minutes later. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, leading into a match, you know, if you've got I mean, that was one of the biggest matches of the year, really, mm. in terms of international or anything. It was, I'm sure that that was one of the most watched matches mm. with the most interest. And, you know, the two best friends um, in Queensland, you know, it's like putting a thing on together and yep. they promoted it so well. Did a great job. That, you know, people became really interested in it. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome to see that, you know, yeah. people can, can promote their own things without you know i mean what we've talked about the internet and stuff like that before and setting up your own brand and and creating your own audience and finding your niche mm. which is what uh, uh ryan has done and then obviously Lachlan being well in number one in australia at the moment mm. after winning that match uh and he's had international opportunities since then and mm. you know, going on to be one of uh hopefully one of the the best in the world and yeah. uh we'll We'll see how he progresses but now you did touch on a little while ago about neil pickup and uh his production and and probably uh, i can't think of anybody else who would have experimented more with uh the the formats within arm wrestling um as much as neil neil's obviously trying to work really hard in finding that balance between viewer appeal uh monetization um developing the sport um uh, creating a great platform for the talent and um at, I don't think anybody is really doing more in that space. And what do you make of uh, Neil's play with this, where it's not being live-streamed like almost all the other events are currently, mm-hmm. um, but it's being post-produced and then uploaded later? Mm-hmm. Um, what What's your thoughts on that? What's your take on that? And what, why do you think Neil's gone in that direction? And do you like the, that, that particular direction? Mm. I think it, it's it's got positives and negatives doing it that way mm. uh, i do really like it and i do prefer it actually when you when you have a polished well um produced piece of work and content at the end where you've gone through you've gotten great interviews you've gotten great moments you've cut it together so it looks fantastic mm. uh, obviously if you're trying to do that live you're not going to be able to get those moments as as well as you, you could it, it's going to be a bit of a switching between this and that and you know it, it's going to be much more difficult uh the difficult side of it doing it in post-production is trying to keep the results secret yeah <laughs> which they've pr- done really well i'm not sure if they've signed contracts like uh, i think neil's got incriminating photos yeah. of all the athletes so <laughs> yeah. But yeah we're fine yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> everyone everyone he knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so obviously when you run an event live uh the value of the event immediately drops as soon as people know what the result is. Mm. So keeping it secret is difficult, but they've been able to keep these results under wraps. But then you've got to sort of put that out as quickly as you can before the result does leak because, you know, mm. I'm, I'm actually amazed. That it's, a loose, it's a little bit like The Bachelor, isn't it? Right. You know, so there's, a, there's that exactly delay between... The it's exactly the same, but with arm wrestling. <laughs> right. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but TV does do that well, and and Neil's obviously uh, uh, taken a page out of the TV uh, networks books with with that one, mm-hmm. and and do you, you like it because it creates a high quality product 
when when released, which you feel is better representative of, of the brand mm-hmm. and a, a nice evolution for the sport. Yeah. Downside. What do you what on the, in the back of your mind? Why why aren't why isn't uh, why aren't other events going down that path? Uh, it's more difficult. Uh, a to keep the results secret. B, uh, you know, well, the secrecy side of it. If you're if you're running a tournament, for example, mm. there's going to be all the people that attend the tournament will know the results instantly, and they might be filming it themselves on their phone, you know, streaming live or updating people live and what the results are. Mm. And if you're not streaming it, you know, you are literally your your value of your content is being reduced at, by the second. Like mm. as soon as that match happens and someone says, "Oh, the, this person won that round," you know, now no the people that are watching the audience the, that were interested in it, mm. rather than seeing your live stream, which might be well produced and you know they have a great angle and and everything is set in place so it looks fantastic, they just get reading somebody's post or, or you know mm. somebody's phone that, that they've oh this person won this round, and when they go to watch, if you put your uh, post production product out. You know, even a month later, a week later, the next day, people already know who won. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, but I already know. Like, yeah. maybe they'll sort of have a skim through, you know, just to see if there was any interesting moments. But yeah, when things are happening live is where you've got those moments, those seconds are so valuable. Mm. Uh, but the difficulty is, you know, the question of can you keep, if you can keep it in-house and, and secret like they have done with Arm Wars, that's where you can actually put out a really high produced quality product so basically where, where if there's an, a, a large audience involved it it has to be a live stream um if you can control the audience mm-hmm. then you you've got better quality control over the product that eventually goes out yeah 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 when you look at arm wars mm. um the guys that are in that room mm. they're the other competitors in that there's no outside audience. Yeah, it's the it's the people that are working on you know the cameras, the microphones, and Neil's obviously given this a lot of thought after the, the, his experiences with WAL and 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 um, no no doubt with the world's strongest man and and he's got um, a, a great pedigree in terms of um, uh, hosting and uh, being behind the scenes on uh, some of the biggest events in in combat sports. So mm-hmm. uh, it, Neil's obviously come about this concept for a particular reason do you think it will be how neil's content remains into the future or do you think there'll be a blend between the the live stream larger events with bigger audiences uh and uh the format that Mm. he's hit on there with arm wars or do you think he's really iterating and the arm wars formula is the is the one for the future no it 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 will have to go live we'll have to okay Uh, and if you look at and I, I love to compare things to UFC, mm. but if people are watching the UFC mm. uh, and they they want to see the they want to see it right there and then, and the UFC put a ton of money into production, mm. that live production is amazing. They've done their top end, you know, they're, they're one of the best in the world at doing that, at putting out a product where you can see it looks fantastic. There's there's awesome commentary. There's yeah, all the every element has been covered, so mm. that when you're watching it, you are watching something that is high quality, and excellent produced content mm. live. Mm. Uh, if they try to wait even an hour later mm. uh, to put out, you know, to edit something together and put it out, yeah, people have already seen the results. They're not going to watch it. They're <laughs> their viewership you, just drops in. The UFC do do a, an excellent job of supporting their their um, their pay per view content. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, 
they do a great job of promoting the, the events and the lead up to the events. They they make some of the content free. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a combatant, um, they'll you ha- have a, a series of um, feature videos during the courses that in the lead up week. Um, profiling them and their journey and their career, mm-hmm. um, they'll often be with the, if there's a uh, a title fight or a main event, uh, one of the athletes you'll be able to watch one of their uh, more recent fights or maybe one of their classic fights live mm-hmm. in the week leading up. So, you know, du- during the course of the week, you've got content populating through and filtering through that supports that main event or mm-hmm. brings attention to it. But it, it also just retains attention to the brand. And I think they've almost factored in the leakage where even somebody who might be an enthusiast might miss a pay-per-view event. But because of their social media engagement, your your attention's retained on the sport, mm-hmm. even though you haven't necessarily watched that most recent event or two or three but you're also able to stay up to date just by simply following their socials. Yeah. Now uh, that that's a, I mean that's a mammoth task, mm-hmm. and that's a difficult thing for uh, a production company to handle when it's really down to a handful of people. Yeah. Um, so, um, do do you feel that Neil's direction with this is probably the best, given the resources that's available at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. In the sport and the money oh, that's sure. available in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely gone about it the right way for. The, where the sport is positioned right now. Mm. Uh, if he was trying to put it out live and getting as good quality as he is with his post-production product, mm. it, it just wouldn't be the same. Uh, you know, As you know, when you're watching arm wrestling, there is a lot of downtime between rounds, but when people slip, when you get the strap... Um, you know, there's a lot of setup, a lot of nothing happening. Yeah. Which, if you're watching live and you haven't got a really good supporting network of a good commentator that's keeping you engaged, yeah. um, of multiple camera angles, replays, uh, of things that are going to, if you're the viewer, th- those elements need to be there. Otherwise, they're going to be like, this is boring. Mm. You know, because one round might take ten minutes mm. before you get an actual, you know, <laughs> a natural uh, match. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And if you're watching live and you haven't got those other elements, it's mm. pretty boring to watch that. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got a, a good solid commentator uh, and you and who's constantly telling you the techniques and what what's happening in the setup, what the other person's trying to get, why this is important, the history of these two people, even the previous rounds, how the strategy was, you know, and you've you've got those elements that are keeping the viewer watching and it's not that they're just sitting there watching two people getting set up for a minute Mm. (laughs) and then slipping and then getting set up in the strap for a minute and then, you know, and then a foul and a restart. It's like those elements, you need to have a strategy to combat the boring side of it. And do you you think it's because of all of those elements that somebody like Ryan Bowen, who's a a 90-ish kilo athlete, he's not one of the big super heavyweights, he's not one of the the greatest of all times he's not in that top echelon of uh, arm wrestlers in the world uh in his weight division you know very much potentially and in australia very much so but mm-hmm. but um uh but he's able to because he does have that story he does have that narrative people do care whether he wins or loses you know some people don't want him to win and yeah. but that's enough for them to be watching his matches mm-hmm. um and uh and so and and Neil was able to leverage of a, a lot of that, um, thanks to Ryan's, I guess, uh, uh, quite audible protests um, uh, after Lachlan's uh, bout. Um, so uh, leading up to this, there was already that that story. There was already that uh, strong narrative, mm. and uh, we were coming to it to and and also coming straight off a loss for Ryan. Yeah. A lot of people were expecting. This is going to be Ryan's second loss. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, 
eagerly anticipating mm. a loss, especially against Bogdan Stoika, who, you know, as we said before, he's one of, in his weight class, he's, he's, he's like a, at, right at the peak of, of, of that weight class. He's a, an excellent arm wrestler. Mm. Uh, and there was history, there was villain, uh, you know, it was almost two villains going <laughs> against each other. You know? <laughs> it's like when you, you've got two guys that are fighting each other and you're hoping for a double KO. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the audience was, was, was hoping for something like that. Or they were cheering on uh, Bogdan for the first time ever. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, just because they didn't like Ryan more. But uh, yeah, so we saw the match and it, it did end up with a, a victory for, for Ryan. And uh, he took the first four rounds, so he was up 4-0. As we said before, it's six rounds regardless. Um, in the fifth round, I believe there was that uh, Ryan had said, "Do you want to go into a hook?" Uh, and I, 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 it was like I think there was some conversation, and then they started, and Bogdan pinned him. And <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, all right, I thought we were going into a hook." <laughs> so, but uh, I think in the uh, in the final round, uh, well, Bogdan got that one as well. So mm. it ended up being a 4-2 victory. But uh, after Ryan was up 4-0, he, you know, he, he was in a position he couldn't lose. So yeah, uh, But a very strong comeback. And as he has said, uh, that was the biggest win of his career, which mm. is no small statement. So, no. Yeah, which is fantastic. And to do it on that stage as well. And mm. you know, so anybody who is following arm wrestling will know Neil Pickup, will know Arm Wars, We'll know Bogdan Stoika, we'll know Ryan Bowen, and to have them compete in that level of production. It wasn't just like a home little super match mess around in a shed or something. It was yeah. like this is the biggest production that's going on currently in the world. Yeah. Uh, and you got the victory, and it wasn't just um you didn't just win, like you, you convincingly won that match. So yeah. well done to Ryan Bowen. And uh yeah, it, I mean, as we said before, Bogdan is no slouch, so uh, yeah. he he also did very well. Uh, even though he he didn't win the match, but uh, he is still a fantastic arm wrestler. Mm, yeah, and well done, Neil Pickup, mm. uh, putting together an amazing production there, and mm. uh, and certainly setting the setting the standard in in arm wrestling right now. There's mm. uh, uh, there's absolutely no doubt. Very happy athletes, fantastic um, quality of production, mm. and uh, and great matchups importantly yeah. as well. So yeah, um, yeah so I, I do like what he's. Sorry, didn't after. <laughs> I do like what he's doing. I do like his character building that he is putting. Yeah, the best matches that he can on and building storyline. Uh, my only criticism with his uh, production, uh, for me, and this is the only thing I would change, I do like everything he's doing. I love the camera angles. I like the darkness, the, the theme, the setting, the lighting, the, the, the way that they've gone about the interviews and everything like that. I do think it runs just a little bit too long. I think it, you know, the, the episodes are around half an hour, 25 minutes to 30 minutes. Mm. Uh, I think some of those interview moments in between rounds can be cut down on. I think that if somebody gets flash pinned, there's not a really a lot you can say. You yeah. know, and it seems to be that you'll get a, a one-minute or one-and-a-half-minute interview from both guys after mm -hmm. each round, and it's like, yeah, it was flash pinned. Like, there's not much <laughs> you can say, but it... it for me, that's the only thing that I would change. I would just make it a little bit tighter, um, so it's a little bit more bang, 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 bang. Uh, you know, punchy. Uh, you know, less of the talking. It's. I think it is important, and I would almost remove it in in certain rounds where it was just a blowout. Like, and I would keep it to maybe if it was three rounds in, and then I want to hear from both guys about mm. what's going on. Yeah. After every round, I think it's a little, just a little bit too often and a little bit too like, well, there was, you know, you're saying the same thing again, like six times. So, yeah, yeah it, it can, especially if it's a 6-0 win or something like that, it's like, well, 
guy's too strong. And then yeah. the next round, yeah, he's too strong still. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah. There's only so much to say. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So apart from that, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Awesome, awesome. So um, uh, now uh, something else to look forward to for arm wrestling fans. If, they're, uh, if they've been paying attention to your page, they would see that the uh, the Titans Open is looming. Our first week of October right here at uh, Moonshots um, in the heart of Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So uh, it should be a, a very interesting event. So a couple of little... Um, Twists to the to the standard formula, yeah. so yeah. Um, we're going straight to straps. That's uh, right. I understand. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so all matches starting straps. All matches starting in straps, and uh, <laughs> and a little bit of something extra at the end, just to uh, make sure that nobody is able to drive home. Afterwards. <laughs> is, is that right? That's right. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that the most out of anything. <laughs> we've, we've got the, the, the last man standing section, which is what we're calling. So after the whole rest of the tournament is complete. Uh, you know, the overalls, everyone's been named as, you know, winner, whatever. Uh, we've got last man standing and it is essentially king of the table, like winner stays on sort of thing. And, you know, it's like two people will start, the winner stays on, then the next person comes on and challenges. Uh, the winner stays on, you keep going through and it's 60 minutes. Whoever is in the king position uh, at the 60 minute mark will get $500. And also, as we found out last week from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another twist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the, whoever stays in the king position the longest, uh, in, in terms of the longest amount of time, will also get $500. So, mm. yeah, but uh, it should be interesting. because, And it's deliberately set at the end after the tournament is completed so that the people who are heavyweights or that have a natural strength advantage will hopefully have... A lot of their power diminished. So almost like a handicap event, yeah, isn't true. it? You know, and anybody could win. That's yeah. the exciting thing about it. So, uh, you know, so if you're just arm wrestling curious and you you haven't had a chance to to compete before and you're not quite ready to register for the tournament, well, you might just uh, walk away with five hundred bucks by yeah. jumping on the table and uh, yeah. seeing the last man standing. That's because somebody that, that might win the overall might mm. be so exhausted <laughs> <laughs> that they can't beat somebody who's never arm wrestled before. You know, that's what's exciting about it. Is that you literally could, you know, especially after 60 minutes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if they're holding on and it's, oh, God, and they have to keep going against, like, other other heavyweights and, you know, they're trying to win and hold that position as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be fun. It should be exciting, something different. Yeah, know? yeah. So it should be great fun. And people, um, t- can they pre-register with you or how, how, how or just turn up on the day? What's the way to go about it? Yeah, so no pre-registration required. Uh, okay. So on the day, which is Sunday the 9th of October here at Moonshots or the Imagination Building, Imagination Studios, which is uh, 54 Hyde Street in Adelaide, from 1 o'clock p.m. till 2 o'clock p.m., if you are interested in competing at all in any section of the tournament, last man standing, or any of the weight classes, you need to come see me between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Fill out a registration form, an entry form, and if you are going into a weight class, then you will need to get on the scales and prove that you are that weight. So, mm. yeah, and... Yeah. And, and you'll notice so we'll, we'll have all the signage everything up on the building you know exactly where to be and where to go and uh, Matt will be pretty easy to find as the guy with the double bicep yeah, I'll be sitting there like this the entire time the it's hard time. to write like that he, he gets other people <laughs> to write for him um, so uh, so he can remain in the static pose yeah, um, that's, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's where the scribes came from that's right <laughs> in ancient <laughs> history <His> little minions <laughs> um, so uh, so that that's that's going to be uh, an exciting afternoon so uh, be, be here nice and early uh what time does the competition kick off yeah so it so after two o'clock we'll kick off with the under 70 kilos left arm we'll do mm. under 70s left under 70s right 
Then the under 70s is done. Mm -hmm. Then under 80s, left and right. Under 95s, left and right. 95 and above, left and right. And then the overalls. Overalls. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll, and, we, and we'll see. We'll see who uh, wins the very, very first yeah. uh, Titans Open Championship uh, belt cape. Yeah. Uh, cape, cape, cape. <laughs> the Phantom Jacket. <laughs> Phantom from, Jacket. Yeah. Man, I won that. If we're getting one of them. I won that. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, anyway, big prizes, cash prizes. Uh, great fun all afternoon. Um, we'll be here. Replenishments downstairs all day. So um, if you are uh, coming along, make yourself available. Um, Nice and early, make sure that you don't miss the way in and um, and you can be on the tables mm. walking away with uh, with some cash in your pocket. All, all brought to you by Real. That's so right. Thank Real you very much. Agent, you got the right arm that to correct that time. Dave, yeah. Dave Stockbridge at Real. Yeah. Thank you very much. Nice guy. Have you ever met him? He's good. Well, <laughs> he's won that Dave Stockbridge award. Oh, did he? For, yeah, well, 45 of the last 47 years. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah impressive. pretty good. He's nominated again this year. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Gloss, mate. He's a, he's a dark horse. Well, he, he is. He's every room he was going to nominate himself. <laughs> just a, you know, it's right. a thorn in my side. But um, so uh, so awesome. So uh, so really looking forward to that event, and um, and and we'll uh, obviously uh, there'll be content flowing out as a result of that. So uh, anybody that comes down, you will see yourself um, out there mm-hmm. uh, on the social media pages. Which, from what I understand, uh, we've now hit uh, over a million views across all of the platforms now with all of the good work that you've been doing uh, at the SA Titans over the last uh, year or couple of years now. Yeah. And uh, with that whole Super Match series and all of those videos being uploaded, collecting views, um, and uh, and now um, obviously um, it, it's become quite the quite the juggernaut. And, yeah. and obviously absorbing a lot uh, of your time and energy now as well, I would say it's a pretty sub- a substantial part of your, your life now is uh, yeah. collating all of the content and things <laughs> like this, the podcast and, and uh, all of the, uh, the events that happen with the club. Right. Um, yeah, and and now earning yourself tons of tons of views. Yeah, well, that's the goal. I mean, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. So yeah, it. Uh, we had three super matches on Sunday night, just gone, uh, and then Monday, pretty much all of Monday, I was you know at the computer editing them all together. And it's like six hours to get these matches up and running, but uh, it was. It's one of those things. Like I can I can edit a match very quickly. Like I can just use my phone, get it up, and then done. But I keep making want to. I want to make it look better and better. <laughs> and as your skills get, like you know, you, you More increase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get better at it. You're like, oh, I want to add this. I want to put this moment. I want to put these transitions. I want to put sound effects. I want to put music. I want to put that. Yeah. And that's where you're adding in time. But it, I'm yeah, as I said, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't enjoying it and then you're sort of more proud of the product you are coming out with at the end which looks better sounds better is more interesting you've got your rankings coming up at the end of, of each video so people can track you know, where they're going or who is important or what rank this person why this why this match would be interesting um, you know the different characters and all the rest of it that, that are involved in the club and it's just a lot of fun so yeah yeah and it's one of the best things is to finish a video and have it uploaded and then get to share it with everyone and go here it is here's the match you yeah, know and yeah. see that people are excited to, to see themselves or to see you know one of their friends or, or whatever uh, pulling in the in the match so and even sometimes just watching some of the practice pulls you know and, and you get to see yourself sometimes think mm-hmm. oh is that what I'm doing oh, yeah okay well that's interesting and yeah so uh, even from a, a tutorial p- 
perspective, they're, uh, mm. uh, all of those videos I think are, are really helpful. Absolutely. And, and also from a, a sponsor per perspective, to be able to say, uh, as I did just recently to two other prospective sponsors of the club, uh, that we've had over a million views um, where my logo has been in the background. And um, I can't think of, um, you know, too many other... Um, uh, too many other uh, ways that a small business could achieve such uh, large organic reach mm. um, than with that. Um, mm. uh, so for you know for for the investment, uh, the rate of return um, has been exceptional in terms of getting my brand out there. And I do acknowledge that not everybody is in my marketplace that sees that logo, and there's people from all over the world, and maybe you know that that uh, I completely acknowledge that but in terms of what it does for me and in my marketplace and that's all i've got to care about is that um it's a, a really positive a net positive flow and effect in, mm. in supporting a community group but uh that people know i support because the the group the club in in this case and yourself ensure that um uh, my brand's getting out there in front of these people mm. all the time. So um, exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, and that is why uh, Lamy Largo, Adelaide's newest boutique um, men's uh, and and women's tailor, um, just opened on and Rundle Mall and Stephen's Place, uh, has come on board as a sponsor for the Titans Open, um, and so has uh, Cooker Digital uh, Printing. So uh, they've also come on board. So uh, so uh, more sponsors making their way over to the uh, to the Titans yeah. and. And um, uh, and that's because of all of your good work, mate. Yeah. In terms of getting getting brands out there and rewarding the sponsors of the uh, uh, of the club. Mm. So congratulations, oh, mate. It's been great. Yeah, as I said, wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. And yeah, it, the the ability that what we've been able to achieve with your help over the last two years has just been you know phenomenal. Next to nothing, really. I mean, it's uh, it can't be compared to. The opportunities that we've had to get into the Apex Sports Festival, you know, with, with and with Craig Ike at uh, the Diamondback Fighting Championships, and and literally having arm wrestling in the octagon during an MMA event was just incredible. Fifteen hundred people in the room. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. And even when I was putting a bit of a trailer together to you know to advertise the Titans Open, and I had those matches to put in, I was like, this looks so amazing. You know, I can't <laughs> believe we actually got to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously you know the the tables, the the shirts, the all of, all of the things that you provided, um, you know, even each week, you know, the centre that we have, the higher fees and all that that you've covered. So, yeah, we would be on a driveway somewhere <laughs> with no shirt. <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> no table. <laughs> yeah, so we appreciate it as well, obviously. Well, I, w I would say that, uh, you know, um, anybody who uh, does have a small business um, and is um, and looking to uh, get themselves involved um, in the arm wrestling community in any way by supporting the club um, uh, then uh, it, it's a great way it's a fantastic culture um, the people that are involved are, are wonderful um, much like uh, my experience um, in MMA you know the people are, are fantastic they're very community minded mm -hmm. and um, it's a it's a great bunch of people to be involved with so um, mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I would uh, definitely make the suggestion to anybody to get involved with an, um, an active arm wrestling club and mm. support them because uh, they'll support you. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's fun when people just come along for the first time, and mm. you know, even if they're not interested in arm wrestling, but it's like they've been talked into it or whatever, or they, you know, they, they just turn up to see what it is. They're gonna have a good time. Like it, you know, it, yeah. they literally will have fun and. 
you know, enjoy themselves and they're going to win every match because, you know, people will let them sort of get the technique correct and, and be allow themselves getting pinned over and over until they sort of understand what's going on and, you know, they make it a little bit dif- more difficult and explaining the ideas and the techniques behind what, what you're trying to achieve. So anybody can come along and have a good time, which is, you know, the goal. And even if they don't come back again, at least at, at some point where they go, oh, yeah, I tried arm wrestling. Yeah, there was, you know, everyone was really nice and friendly and it was fun. It just, I just didn't, it wasn't for me or something like that. You know? mm. But at least they would have turned up and I know they would have left saying, oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah, mm. And what I would say is if uh, anybody is out there who is uh, looking to start an arm wrestling club or who um, had, is involved with a few mates and they're looking to grow their club, then certainly uh, reach out to. Hollywood Matt Connolly, um, he's got the secret formula. He's uh, grown the club to uh, to huge numbers now, and uh, and uh, obviously, you, if you've uh, been following us, you've been following Matt, and you know all about his videos and what he's up to. So, if you want to learn more about how to do exactly what Matt's doing, so that you can attract sponsors to your club and to grow your membership and to enjoy arm wrestling with even more people, um, then. Uh, reach out to Hollywood Matt Connolly. Mm, exactly, that's right. And right now I'm going to ask Dave how he got interested in arm wrestling because I want to hear this story. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, so I, I think I saw um, um, initially it was uh, some videos with uh, uh, Tom and Gigi, you know, where oh, they, yeah. they, they had the channel together and now it's just Gigi doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and it was kind of, um, and you'd mentioned it before, I think that was... Uh, the gateway drug to that was the uh, the strength wars. Was it strength uh, wars? Yeah. You know, was that the one that you would? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have these guys, and it'd be bodybuilders versus powerlifters, and powerlifters yeah. versus CrossFits, and da, yeah, da, da, yeah, da, da. Yeah. and so you'd have these people competing. And I, I've got a feeling that you might have been doing one of that, uh, one of those, mm-hmm. and and then um, I saw that, and then he was doing something else, and then he was doing something else, and I was I just started becoming a fan of the channel mm. and then uh, I think Devin Larratt was on the channel um, and uh, uh, was explaining to him you know the art of arm wrestling and obviously he fell in love with it as well yeah and um, <laughs> so through that you know, um, you know once you once you hit Devin Larratt you know it kind of it uh, wasn't long before you're finding out about John Brzezink and uh, but there wasn't a lot of material uh, yeah. on, on John Brzezink at the time or, or you know a few of the big names like um um, uh, Michael Todd didn't have much of a social media presence uh, mm-hmm. at that that time. Not not many of the big names did. Ryan Bowen did though, yeah. and that was really cool. And um, because there was a, an Aussie doing all the things that I know would work on social media, doing an exceptional job of it, and um, kind of bringing a lot of uh, awareness to the sport as well. So um, I just started following him because I thought he is somebody who's doing really cool things in that world. Mm. And um and uh, uh, but uh, yeah, and then just um. You know, one thing led to another, and I think um, Devin Larratt was launching Arm Bet, the 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 app, basically yep, yep. Tinder Tinder for arm wrestlers, yes. uh, essentially. <laughs> and uh, and I, and I looked up on the the app, and there was like oh, four or five kind of like faces that popped up, and uh, uh, Tim uh, Tim the Viking Graham, yep. uh, he was one of those, yep. um, and uh, Taryn Broad uh, was another, and might have been one or two other names. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, there was a few. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all jumped on it pretty early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think you you were, but you were down. So there was a little cluster of people, kind of um, not not far away, and and so I reached out to Tim because I think with 
Tim as well had said that he was the the, the arm wrestling. He was the guru in, in South Australia. He was mm. the president or whatever of the club. Yeah. And I thought, I'll re- reach out to him and find out what, what, where's the club, what's going on. Yeah. And at the time, things were in hiatus because of COVID and, and they weren't formally meeting or anything at that stage. And uh, But uh, Taryn was uh, just training at home with... Uh, a few of the other guys, and um, so uh, I went around there on, on a few occasions, absolutely had a ball, absolutely <laughs> loved it. They were really gracious and, uh, you know, and showing me in as much as I could be taught. But, you know, um, I think they also had, had a lot of fun just beating me <laughs> as well. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and then when um, club activity started up, that was a, um, about the time that um, I think might have visited on a couple of occasions, but then... Uh, Tim uh, had kind of handed the reins over to you, and and uh, and you were getting involved in doing more of the videos and the the super match series, and uh, things were really developing a, a momentum, and more and more members were uh, coming into the club. So um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it, and I could see that there was huge potential in the sport, and that um, and that it was definitely migrating away from being a pub sport and and to becoming something that was some somewhat more professional and that that was not going to ever be or and, and I don't think would have ever been facilitated by mainstream TV but um, YouTube was the the home mm-hmm. um, uh, the internet was the home for arm wrestling mm-hmm. it had uh, it, you could see it had all of the um, all of the traits of what could be a very very successful subculture in the same way that say skating or UFC uh, did in the time but or, or you know uh, like skateboarding mm-hmm. uh, BMXing it kind of had that the people that were in it were in it deep yeah and um, and I thought there's there's huge upside here because this is one of those sports that um, could just explode at any minute and sure enough the last 18 months or, or so has seen you know huge growth in the sport Um and uh, and I and I see that this is only the beginning because we, you know we're we're seeing all of this happen where where we've got a lot of the um, the greats of the sport are now getting to retirement age or yeah. they might only have they'll be on the tail end of their career but mm. you've got this whole new generation of athletes that are now permeating through to those top ranks that are now you know mm. assuming assuming their. Uh, their role and fulfilling their potential within the sport and that's mm. what's really exciting because uh, I think for a long time there there wasn't a next generation mm. because uh, it, there wasn't a pathway and I think uh, the, the great work of Ryan Bowen in particular in, in creating a pathway for athletes mm-hmm. where they can make a living out of arm wrestling mm-hmm. is um, uh, is Ryan Bowen's great gift to the sport. Mm. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. That's exciting, exciting times, and uh, exciting times. Yeah, yeah, it is feeling. It does feel like getting in at the basement level of something, and it's mm. like, oh, this is this just hasn't quite been fully established worldwide as a you know. There's no global entity. It's like, oh, you've got to be part of this to you know whatever. It's it's all sort of little bits of coming around, coming together, and it's all yeah. slowly rising. But uh, it's like, well, this is an exciting time to get in on it, which is great. It really is. It, it feels like the wild west of a, a sport in some respects. You know, where um, the you know the the rule set hasn't been. You know, it's not. You, you can make it up on the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's not um, set in concrete. Um, the 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 way and the manner in which athletes compete has not been formalized or codified necessarily Mm -hmm. um it it seems like the sport got hung up on some of the technicalities rather than the the broader uh the 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 broader um appeal appeal of the sport um 
and and how the sport would, might translate onto screen. I mm-hmm. don't think the sport's being developed with that necessarily in mind, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's where uh, the next ab- evolution of the sport is likely to be. And uh, and, and, and people like visionaries like uh, Neil Pickup are, are working in that direction. People like Ryan Bowen are giving these things a lot lot of thought, mm-hmm. um, even in in our own modest way in what we're doing with. Uh, the Titans Open in in yeah. having that straight straps and 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 having a uh, a tournament structure, but then at the end uh, creating another event, so essentially two events in one, mm-hmm. um, where anybody could win. Yeah. Um, so huge variables, big interest, big prize money, um, but but great novelty mm. and uh, and an opportunity to to stretch what what it means. For to have an arm wrestling event, mm. so um, you know all all of these things are happening in the sport all at the same time, and it's it's very very exciting. Absolutely, yeah, mm. yeah, you're right, I've, yeah, for sure. About uh, you know the purest style of arm wrestling is is very it's very over refereed. I feel like there's so many times, yeah, you know, there's so much set up, so much of referee interaction, and you know matches can start. Somebody gets pinned and they're like, oh, no, hang on, his elbow slightly lifted, right, you know, and it's like, mm. <laughs> okay, restart it, you know, and then the, oh, oh hang on, uh, just an elbow strap and, you know, like, this guy's beaten him four times already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of liken it to cricket. You've got test match cricket, you've got one day cricket, you've got twenty twenty, and and all all of ver- all are still cricket. They've just had different versions, mm-hmm. and and your your WAF might be more along the lines of the test cricket. Yep. That's yep. your purest, and then at the under, other end of the spectrum might be a much more liberal uh, rule set mm-hmm. that's maybe more viewable, more watchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it will definitely trend towards that way mm. so yeah absolutely well pro nation nation we're coming to the end of our hour of power so thank you so much for joining us again this episode is brought to you by real estate agents group uh there they are on the right and the left bicep of hollywood matt Connolly. um thank you very much uh <laughs> hollywood matt Connolly. not just for the double biceps <laughs> but 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 for everything uh, oh, the, and the beards come along really yeah, well i'm trying to catch up with you looking very handsome so uh, uh my name's dave stopbridge um of course this has been hollywood matt Connolly, and this has been arm wrestling extra and we'll look forward to bringing you more next time thanks guys thank you